All right, Brian. So you you've referenced a little bit some of this uh, Jets defense. Yeah, I think they're going to take up the majority of the time here uh, for us as we kind of take a look at, ahead at the Jets and preview them a little bit. Let's quickly just kind of touch on a little bit of the aspects of the offense, which we don't know a ton about um, how it's going to look at this point because it's Zach Wilson in there. Right. Um, you know, Zach Wilson stepped in to a Aaron Rodgers game plan uh, against the Bills the other night. And, and so we don't know if it's going to look exactly the same. Uh, some of my just broad takeaways, and again, just kind of broad brushing this one a little bit uh, until we understand a little bit more of the particulars with with Wilson. Uh, I, I mean, everything you've heard about the Jets struggling to pass protect is absolutely true. Um, that's an offensive line that that has problems keeping their quarterback upright. There's going to be a lot of pressure up there. Um, you know, I think that what they have on the right side of the line with Becton and Vera Tucker – um, what I saw in week one were two guys who can run block really well, but I think there's some real vulnerability to the pass rush on that side. Um, whereas maybe on the the other side of the line with a guy like Lakin Tomlinson inside at uh, guard, he feels a little bit better in pass protection than he does, you know, run block. And it feels like he, right. he has trouble, uh, you know, getting things done in the run game. But offensive line, a question. They have talented players. You know, Randall Cobb's still a savvy veteran. Garrett Wilson is a really impressive young receiver. Brees Hall, I, I mean, he looks like everything we expected he would be when he was coming out of Iowa State. Uh, you know, they've got Dalvin Cook in there now, um, who has had a lot of success against the Cowboys throughout his career. And while I know what the narrative is around Zach Wilson, uh, one of the other narratives surrounding him that that people maybe don't, you know, having their consciousness as much because of all the criticism is the guy has ridiculous arm talent and and he will in this game. It doesn't matter how good or bad he is. I promise you there will be two or three times during the game that you go, Whoa, well, that was a throw. Like, I mean, he's, he does have the ability to wow you at times. It's just a matter of the consistency. Um, But Brian, I, I do think that, you know, if, if you're, you've got questions at quarterback and you've got questions in the ability to pass protect, uh, you know, your your offense is not likely to be one of the better ones in the league despite some talent in the running game, some talent at the skill positions, and an offensive line that's not bad at run blocking. Yeah, uh, Bobby, I, I think you completely nailed what the Jets are overall. I think you highlighted the right players. Um, I could see this. I don't know why the Jets would initially even come out and think about throwing the football. Unless they want to see, you know, if Garrett Wilson can get going or somebody like that. But I, I, I just feel like that they are going to take Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, Michael Carter, and they're going to try and do their very best to just pound out this Dallas defense and see if, in fact, that they can, you know, if, if can, can Dwayne Brown and Tomlinson and McGovern and Vera Tucker and Becton, can they find some footing? Can we get in 12 personnel, 13 personnel, and just try and really string Dallas out, you know, create some natural gaps within the uh, within the defense there? And just by alignment and then try and run the ball up inside or get the ball to the outside. You know, if you throw the ball or try to throw the ball against this Cowboy offense – or excuse me, this Cowboy defense – you're you're putting yourself in harm's way. You really are putting yourself in the harm's way because they will find a way to break you down across across the offensive line. But I, I just have a feeling that it's 
you know, there's going to be some second down, third down runs. You know, there's going to be, you know, if if the the thing that the real real key for me in this game will be if the Cowboys offensively can get points, any points, make make this Jet offense have to score along with you. Because yeah. the one thing they've proven with Zach Wilson at quarterback that it's difficult to do. And so as you know, as the Cowboys and, and maybe the maybe the Jets, if they have success running the ball, you do not get that many possessions in this game. But if you find a way to when you're on offense, you find a way to score, score often, then all of a sudden the Jets can't they can't stay in that game of just running the football. They just can't. So I think it's going to be really on the Cowboys' offense to put a lot of pressure on on uh, on Zach Wilson, and then you know, and and also and have to deal in and with Nathaniel Hackett, the, the play caller, to have to figure out it because you know you you could see them just get really comfortable and like, okay, we got to run the ball, we got to run the ball, we can't expose. Uh, we can't expose our quarterback to hits. And yeah. this offensive line will give up some hits. But run blocking is a matter of coming off the ball. We saw the Giants have some success the first series of the game. And uh, for the life of me, I don't know why in the second series of the game they threw the ball three straight times. You know, went three and out, got a sack. And from that point on, the game was pretty much, uh, you know, it was starting to go downhill for them. And then I don't the third th- series, they yeah. came out and threw it three straight times. I don't. I do not. I do not see the Jets doing that. I, I really don't. I see them getting in. You know, when they throw the ball, they'll probably get in some twelve, maybe even thirteen personnel stuff, and just try and 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 do spacing. Keep the Cowboys edge rushers wide. You know, you get in twelve personnel. You put a tackle, a tight end, and a tight end over there again, a wing. Then all of a sudden, now you've removed. One of the Cowboys' edge rushers, Micah Parsons, whoever, you've removed him two, two full bodies from the ball. Yeah. You know, and that's and maybe you don't have the ability to stay in front of him, but by spacing, you've kept him wide enough to where he can't rush or the ball's getting out quick before he even gets there. So I could see the, the, uh, the, excuse me, the Jets using alignment, 12 personnel, 13 personnel, and, uh, and try and figure out ways to – to maybe scheme protection for their young quarterback. Yeah, and that's not an exaggeration to say 13 personnel, Brian. I mean, you've got no. Jeremy Ruckert, Tyler Conklin, C.J. Uzama. You look at Ruckert is the third tight end. He played 18 snaps the other night. Yeah. Um, and so, and that's three guys, uh, you know, Uzama, uh, Conklin, uh, and Ruckert there, who all three of those guys can block. Um, yeah. you know, they can get the, and they got a fullback and they got a fullback too with, uh, with this Nick Balden is his name, I believe. And, you know, mm-hmm. he, they've, they've got, they've got bodies and I just feel like through alignment and this is where Dan Quinn, I think has to be a little bit creative and has to know what's about to happen is that if you put Micah Parsons on the edge when they're in 12 or 13 personnel, he is not going to be right there like he normally is over the offensive tackle. He could be two right. two gaps removed and now having to rush. I think that you'll probably see Micah Parsons be more in the middle, uh, more like what we saw with him and Osa. Uh, and then we'll see if uh, we'll see if the Jets kind of can figure out uh, 
you know, they're going to they're going to slide protection to wherever Micah Parsons is. You yeah. know, they and how well how well that you know, maybe even covering these two guards will put these tackles on some one-on-one rushes too or you know, having to deal with some one-on-one rush. So, there's yeah. a lot there's a lot of things that you can do scheme-wise. They're going to try and get you scheme-wise on spacing. You need to make sure that they don't do that to you. Yeah, now let's take a, a look at this Jets defense, which is obviously the calling card here for this football team. Uh, you know, they were a really good defense last year. Robert Sala, of course, that is his MO, is, is on the defensive side of the ball. And, man, you watch the tape of this game against the Bills, and they're everything they've been sold to be. Um, they, they, are, they are really, really good. Uh, and, and we can go a number of different ways with this. I, I want to start out here. Um, the linebackers. Yeah. C.J. Mosley and Quincy Williams, Quinnen Williams' brother. Yeah. And big brother, big brother helping little brother out there on some, some Quincy, stuff for sure. Yeah. I, I, I haven't – I know Quincy's reputation is not as one of the, the stud linebackers in the NFL, so it, it could have been a flash in the pan night. But, man, the traits are there. That is a guy who he will shed blocks. He'll, you know, cover a lot of ground and make plays. He's a sure tackler. Quincy Williams was incredibly impressive on tape to me. And C.J. Mosley, of course, a, a, a long-standing veteran, really savvy player, high IQ football player. Those linebackers right there for the Jets are, are really, really good. And I think we'll, we'll be able to do a lot to help neutralize some of the stuff the Cowboys maybe want to do in space with their backs. Um, maybe, you know, take away some of these quick throws to tight ends. Uh, that, those are two talented linebackers there. Yeah, there were 17 tackles in this game between C.J. Mosley and Quincy Williams. And they are downhill players. They are good finishers. They're around the ball. Uh, the the uh, Jets play uh, a scheme very similar to the 49ers. And Mike McCarthy was asked about it. They play their front really wide. There's some spacing. They call it like a wide nine is what, uh, is what they – is what they have. So to me, it's, you know, I feel like that, that the, the Cowboys need to, to kind of have an idea about, okay, how can we attack them in this wide nine? And when we say nine, we mean those edges playing on the outside, as far as you can get to the outside is the, is the nine hole or the, you know, yeah. when you, when, so that wide nine is a wide spacing defense, but you've got a you've got a a situation where you got linebackers that can friggin' run and get to the ball. So you know, even if you think you have spacing inside and attack linebackers that are you know, if you, you could get second level blocks, you can have a chance to hit some plays. But if you don't with that spacing, those those linemen don't get there. You know, Quinn and Williams, uh, you know, or excuse me, Quincy, uh, Quincy Williams and and uh, and also C.J. Mosley will go downhill and make some plays on you. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, it's – this is going to be you, – you mentioned the wide nine front. They do uh, – we can shift over to the defensive line here. They do a lot of different alignments uh, yeah. with the defensive line. They'll do some wide stuff. They'll run, uh, you know, some under fronts. They'll, you know, and, and, and couple that with a wide nine where guys like way outside. Right. Um, 
they they do a you lot. You think of, you think you could you could pop runs inside on them, but then the way they react, they slant and or or they'll or they'll you know they'll 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 put themselves into position to to make plays. Like I say, those linebackers will step up. They have a great ability to fill those gaps. Is what they do. When you think you have an opportunity, they do a great job of closing those things off. Well, not just that. I mean, it's not just the slants. It's also you'll you'll see it frequently on tape. I'm sure it showed up for you, yeah. Brian. You'll see, you know, uh, Quentin Jefferson can be in one spot here, and then it's a second before the snap, and he slides over, and he just moves. Stim. They call that stimming. Yeah. They will. Yeah. They'll, and they'll they'll hit you with that pretty frequently, where yeah. where there's you know a lot of last second shifts, some changing some stuff around. They like to throw in – you'll see it again on tape where it's – they don't blitz very much. It's pretty much just their front four. and That's all it is, yeah. And they're yep. comfortable. Um, and they have success doing it. But there are times where they're showing you four and it ends up being three. And they'll drop yeah. Quentin Jefferson into a zone. Or right. Quentin Wood. I, I mean, they do a lot, of, a lot of just, you know, interesting things with that defensive line. It is a really versatile group. Um, you know, you mentioned – and they, it's a heavy rotation too. Very heavy. That, that's the one thing that they, with Quinn and Williams, and he, they keep him fresh throughout the game because you'll see him in there, you'll see Al Woods in there. You know, they they they'll find a way to kind of work guys through that lineup. Yeah, and it, it's it's like I said, it's a very talented group. I, I think that's kind of the nucleus of what they want to do. Um, you know, kind of everything else pours out from there. One of the guys that I specifically want to talk about, and and I know you've given your mea culpa. On, on Terrence Steele now. Um, but one of the things that shows up with John Franklin Myers is the ability to play with power. And and that's a guy who, uh, you know, Terrence Steele, his, his issue at times can be power. But, you know, John Franklin Myers, he is a, a you know, bully type. He likes to, to get in the chest, bull rush, walk guys back. He's not a guy who's necessarily trying to finesse to the edge or anything else. Uh, that's... I think right now my biggest concern in the pass protection um, might be just John Franklin Myers if, if he uses his power and, and Terrence Steele has some problems with that. And I'm a big Terrence Steele fan. It's just I don't think Steele's going to be able to kind of push him upfield the same sort of way because he wants to play into your chest. Yeah, this guy, you know, he went to school at Stephen F. Austin, so he's a kid from here from Texas. And he, he's got – when he I remember him coming out of college, he has that perfect build – for like a 3-4 edge rusher when you're talking about 6-4 and 283 pounds. I mean, he, he's a guy that put on a lot of weight in college. I think it was like 50-something pounds that he put on. And so it, he, he's a good-looking player. And, you know, but he's – you can kind of use him in a couple of different spots, and he could be a little bit of a mismatched guy. The thing about him I always liked about him is how, like how he exploded, you know, off the snap. And he, I mean, yeah. the reaction and, I mean, he can, he does a great job of playing on the move too. You talk about the power and just lowering your, you know, your face and the guy and just driving, uh, driving the blocker back into, into the, into the pocket. But I mean, he, he knows, he knows how to play with that kind of, that technique. And, you know, I mean, he's a, for a guy his size and his length, he's super coordinated, you know. So I mean, he's he's not kind of a clumsy or stumbling around type of a guy, but man, I mean, physically, he he looks the part. He's the ideal candidate to a guy, the kind of guy you put him out there, and you just say, okay, go get that football, 
because he's got a he's got a nose for it. He did in college, and he he does now in the NFL. He does a really good job for us, uh, you know, playing with the with the size and the ability he has. Yeah, and let's uh, let's take a look at the secondary really quickly here. Uh, Jordan Whitehead, obviously the big star from the other night, the three interception game. Um, you know, you've got Sauce Gardner, uh, who yeah. is uh, is strictly pretty much a left side player. Like he's he's staying on the left side of the formation. There's not a lot of like traveling, right? Uh, with, with Sauce Gardner, right. um, but you know, while everybody knows Sauce and talks about Sauce, DJ Reed is really good. Uh, the the other he's corner, a, he, there. yeah. And, yeah, that's a guy that I think is, you know, DJ Reed is, is really good. Michael Carter's the nickel. If you want to talk about a place to, to you know, maybe take advantage of some things, if they are set on Lamb and Carter and that's the matchup that you get inside, that might be the one to exploit. Um, because yeah. there, there's not a lot of weaknesses here. It is a very patient, good tackling, uh, play under control, very disciplined defense. Uh, and so you're not going to find a lot of holes, but that might be one where you can find a real advantage. Yeah, I think you're right about that, Bob. I mean, to me, the, the DJ Reed is by far the, the best player that I thought. I know Sauce Gardner is what he is, but when you talk about complete player, ability to cover, ability to tackle, there's some things about Sauce Gardner that I kind of feel like that you need you could maybe take advantage of. But I'll tell you, that DJ Reed is a guy – that does a really, really, really good job when it comes to not only covering, but then also when the ball comes his direction, getting his guy on the ground. He is a physical player, and you know. But the the, the both these guys are known as really, really good cover guys. And you mentioned Whitehead. I think Whitehead's a right player at the right time type of a guy. He was in position a couple of different times. The third interception I thought was a really, really good one. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I mean, like I said, I, I, you know, you need to, you know, with with these guys, you need to kind of be careful, uh, you know, if you're Dak Prescott of making sure that uh, that you when you're throwing the football, that you are that you are absolutely sure uh, where you where you need yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's look, I think there's a lot of areas where, you know, the, the, the Cowboys are not going to be able to necessarily just impose their will offensively. So when you take a look at, you know, the, these different things that the Cowboys are trying to accomplish now with this new West Coast scheme and the ways that they want to run the ball and do different things, uh, you know, I think that it's important to remember that, you know, this is going to be really the first opportunity uh, for the Cowboys to get this offense into place uh, and, and to run this offense the way that they want to. Um, because, you know, that first game against the Giants – they get up so big so early. Uh, that was a big boost for them. And when you look at the fact that, you know, it was a, a, a slick surface, you were dealing with the rain, I think they felt like they didn't need to necessarily put everything out there uh, and that they were still trying to fight for, you know, their, or, or that they were still trying to conceal some things and focus on, you know, just getting through that game, maintaining the lead, doing those sorts of things that they needed to do there. Because I, I think that when you look at the the need to establish their offense, they didn't feel like that was a priority over just maintaining the game, letting the defense win it for you against the Giants. So there's still a lot of rust to knock off. There's still a lot of concepts that they probably want to get into place, that they want to work with. Uh, and so this will be the first time. It'll kind of be the, the, the debut for the offense 
in this game against the Jets. And so I, you yeah, know, you, it's, it's a hell of an opportunity or it's a hell of a challenge having to go up against this defense uh, and, and kind of debut your your scheme here. But that's essentially what the Cowboys are going to have to do. And the Jets are going to make it very, very difficult. on. Yeah, I, I just I think this is a really, really good matchup. And I mean a good matchup in a way, if you like offensive football, the Cowboys with the weapons that they have. But but the, what, what the Jets can do, you, know, you have to be able to block their front. You have to be able to find a way. I mentioned this about the, the, the corners and the, and the secondary here for the Jets. They, if Dak is indecisive on where he needs to go with this ball, if there's any bit of hesitation or any bit of I'm not sure and you just throw it and hope that maybe this is going to work out, this group will make you pay. Dallas is going to have to find ways. These guys play off coverage. They play they play press coverage. They're very capable of, of doing a lot of different things. You know, they 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 are comfortable with the way they play. Dak and Dak will not be as careless as Josh Allen was with the football. I promise you he won't be that careless. But but you have to make sure these routes if you're going to throw a route, you have to make sure that 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 you're accurate with the ball because any type of miss if the ball's off or you're in a situation where uh, you're really not sure, these guys will make you pay. That they they are that they're that good. I, I'm I'm going to say I, I will go through the season and there's some secondaries that will challenge you. This will probably at the end of the day when you get down to well, what's one of the best secondaries you played against this year? The New York Jets will be one of those secondaries. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you might get to the end of the season and say this is the best defense you played this year. They're, Absolutely, they're, they're yeah. really, really good. You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.